0: This episode is sponsored by Virtual High School and Virtual Elementary School. Virtual High School is a fully online private school inspected by the Ontario Ministry of Education. They offer self-paced courses that prepare students for post-secondary success. VHS students choose when and where to study, when to submit assessments, and when to write their online final exam.
1: That's why VHS has had over 65,000 enrollments since Virtual High School was established, and why post-secondary institutions around the world continue to recommend VHS to their incoming students who need a specific credit. Virtual High School helps more than 8,000 students meet their academic goals every year. With certified teachers, free on-demand tutoring, dedicated support teams, and an outstanding administrative staff, VHS stays focused on delivering the best in online secondary education.
0: For families with younger children, there's also virtual elementary school. Families and students can register for a course and work independently, or they can register for a course with the added support of a certified teacher. Elementary school courses can streamline home learning programs and are a great way for homeschool curious families to try out home learning.
1: So, for more information about virtual high school and virtual elementary school, go to virtualhighschool.com or virtualelementaryschool.com and we'll be sure to link to those over at the show notes too at the
0: homeschoolsisters.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate.
1: Hey, Kara. How are you?
0: I'm hanging in. How are you? Yeah,
1: you're podcasting from your closet. I am.
0: I'm in the closet again. Yeah. My husband is back from New York and seeing patients virtually downstairs.
1: Wow. Wow. So that yeah. was big. So he went for like a week. Mm hmm. Right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot for we everybody. Through. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot, like for him, but also a lot for you because, I mean, just, just a lot.
0: Yeah. And the kids. Yeah. It's been hardest for the kids. Yeah. 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 But yeah the sun is shining in new england today and it's warmish so it's a That's good great. day it's a good good pandemic day cuz it had been a lot of rain
1: <laughs> i know have you <laughs> noticed too but really like, the
0: whole time he was gone at
1: port i feel like the weather is impacting me more um i think just because yeah. there's other you know there's not other distractions and so the weather is like a big deal like today it's all gloomy That's a
0: hard yes
1: but at least <laughs> Um, we had three turkeys come to visit, so you know that's good. <laughs> <laughs> three random turkeys, normally, all the turkeys congregate like we we go for walks and they're they're since I like check how far it is. they're like a mile and a half away, so they've made it like a mile and a half today. I guess walking do turkeys getting
0: my story right? I told you my turkey tale. Yes, they I think so. They can take flight. But they don't They're really. They're not very good flyers. Yeah. They yeah. can be spooked and fly suddenly and they can crash into your roof <laughs> and then perish on your driveway, just say. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I hope they don't do that because, <laughs> you know, when things are really mundane, it's like I got so excited that there were turkeys outside. <laughs> it doesn't take much right now.
0: I took it to a dark place. Yeah
1: okay well that segues though that's that's where i'm at that segues (laughs) into a message we got about dark and twisty books and things so um should we share it real quick we should okay
0: Good morning, Kate and Kara. This is Megan from Indiana, and I just wanted to send you a message and let you know how much I appreciate listening to your podcast. I get so excited every time it drops. Um, I was sitting this morning eating breakfast, listening to you guys chat, you know, pretending like I'm part of the conversation, and you started talking about dark and twisty novels, and I just had a suggestion for you, Kate. If you haven't read anything by Ruth Ware, you got to check it out. She is a queen of uh, dark and twisty novels and start with the death of Mrs. Westaway If you haven't read that, I think you'll enjoy it. You guys are helping me survive this quarantine. So thank you so much. Bye. I love that. That's and actually I've read a few by Ruth Ware, but not all of them. So this, I feel like this is a sign from the universe
1: that I need to find some more used books. I know. Okay, so I pulled up the site. Oh, tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing he's not, he's not listening right now. Well, you never know. Um, okay, so I pulled up her site <laughs> in a dark, dark wood. I
0: don't know if I've... I read that one. I think I've read that one. That has the white cover with the Yes. trees. Yep. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, the Woman in Cabin 10. I've yes. read that one. That was really, really good. Uh, the Lying Game? I feel like I read that and then the turn of the key which I honestly think is on hold for me right now at the library that's her newest okay have you read that one those last two I don't think I have and the Westaway one Mrs. Westaway I haven't read that one either oh that one's good that one's really good I, I don't liked think that one. I
0: have this is the problem <laughs> reader problem is that I often don't remember titles so I hate when I get a book and I'm like Darn it, i read this one.
1: <laughs> I know. Or if they change the cover, and then I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. The problem is, like, okay, the death of Mrs. Westaway. Or All right. That's, like, a pretty recognizable one. But the ones that are, like, so this one is called In a Dark, Dark Wood. And then there's, like, the one by Tana French that's, like, dark... Into the woods or Into something. the Woods. Like you know what I mean? So like I confuse them yes. and then Yeah. So it's it's Oh
0: now I'm wondering if think, I'm thinking of Tana French.
1: Yeah. I don't know. But she's another one that writes dark and twisty. And I think I've read all of those. I think so too. I think I'm caught up. Um but I will tell you, I'm reading one right now that literally as I'm reading it, I want to send it to you. And you know how normally like we'll wait until we have a couple books to send them to each other, like You know, we'll have a little mini stack, and it's so exciting. But I kind of wanted to send you this one. It's *The Stranger Diaries* by Ellie Griffiths. Ooh. Yeah, it's. Have you Have you read it yet? No. Okay. Well, I'm about.
0: You're better at sending them than I am because I get abused at the post office.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you though my new thing? I think I've talked about this on the podcast that I got a postal scale. Get it. And then I just. And then you just go, okay, so you do the postal scale, and then you go to this thing, it's free, it's called Pirate Ship, and you print out a label using your credit card, and you just have to put in, like, because you, if you have a postal scale, and we can link to the postal scale, because it was, like, it wasn't even 20 bucks, and I do ship things a lot, so, um, and then, so you print out the label, and then you just go to, like, the USPS website and you just say like pick up a package with my mail and it's free so it's great and you can and, put it in
0: your mailbox
1: well i don't because our mailbox is tiny i just put it on our front porch and it will ask um because our mailbox
0: is across the street I'm yeah how that works
1: it will ask you where you want them to pick it up and it's like oh, oh yeah like in the mailbox at the front door at the back door i might need to have you walk me through this later <laughs> Oh, it's so it's so easy. And I can
0: make decisions because I go in there, and he gets very, very mad because um, medium mail was invented by Ben Franklin, and it's slowly killing the post office. So, do I want the post office to die?
1: That's not.
0: Yes, I do actually. Nice. No, I just wanna. I just wanna send books to my friend. Is all.
1: Yeah. Well, and I will say that like um, pirate ship, it does. I don't know if it does medium mail but it, the rates are very affordable compared to like i feel kind of bad cuz i went i used to go to this nice little postal shop and the people there are so nice and sweet and friendly and the couple that owns it is so nice and sweet and friendly but their rates are stupid like yeah it costs more than what you're sending yeah and one time i had to send something to like one of the coasts and it was so expensive. And I asked the guy, is there any way to go cheaper than that? And he was like, yes, tell her to move to Iowa. And I was like, <sighs> okay. Oh. So now I feel a little bit justified in buying my postal scale um, and just That's doing it very nice at home. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but that was a great message and we appreciate it. Thank you, Megan. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you. Um we love getting messages like that. And believe it or not, we kinda of feel like you're part of the conversation too. Like we feel like we're we're just all chatting. Definitely. We're just all friends. With all the sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sisterhood. Um, all right. So speaking of friends and chatting, Jessica is here today. Hooray. We love Jessica. We just kind of met her this year. But it's been lovely and wonderful. I know. So many nice people hang out on the internet. Well, that's a dangerous <laughs> thing to say. You have to qualify that. At,
0: not lately, Kara.
1: I know. I'm, I'm not. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. I'm going to try this again. <laughs> nice people used to hang out on the internet and then mean people scared them away so they're in their
0: closet with blankets.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to try this again. Jessica is someone that we've both gotten to know this year and we're happy about that despite like where we met her that, that 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 is that does not play a part she's just a warm lovely kindred spirit and and she's a super smart savvy business lady that creates just beautiful amazing mm-hmm. resources for homeschool families that we're going to share Creative in the show notes um at the com. yeah very creative very just really good at what she does um and she's a writer and an amazing photographer, too. She was a photographer before she became a homeschool mom. Um, and she homeschools an only, which is what she calls, um, she has one child, but she calls it homeschooling and only because we were asking her how to refer to this because do we say homeschooling an only child, homeschooling a single child, homeschooling a how do you say it? But she pointed out that there's lots of people who are homeschooling one child, but that might not necessarily be because it's their only child, that there's all different kinds of reasons, and um, so she calls it homeschooling it only. So that's what we're going with for this episode, but just it just means... Works for me. Homeschooling one child. Um, so yeah, so we're excited to be able to finally jump into this topic because we get a ton of questions yes. about it, and Jessica is awesome. And I think everybody's really going to like her. So should we give her a call?
0: Let's do it. Okay.
1: Hi, Jessica.
0: Hi there.
2: Hi, Hi, Kara.
1: How are you doing right now? How are you? How's your family with all this pandemic stuff?
2: We are a little stir crazy, but other than that, we're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's... That sounds familiar.
2: <laughs> um, so
1: for, for those who don't know you yet, can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do and all
2: that good stuff? So I'm a photographer turned homeschool mom um, by sheer mistake. I really just was holding on too strong and didn't want to let Emily go to preschool. So we kept her home. And it was one of those sheer designs that was bigger than myself that has become our lifestyle. So as a family we live and breathe a learning lifestyle that has led itself into the Waldock way which is a business we share our homeschool adventures kind of how we do things and then my husband is an artist by trade so we come together to make resources uh, to help other homeschool families enjoy their learning lifestyle too
1: Oh I love that and and you have one child um, yes. who you said, how did you describe her as, as do you say quirky and creative? So yes, she yeah. is a
2: quirky, creative, currently seven-year-old, soon to be eight-year-old. Ah,
1: yeah. Well, and of course, that's why we wanted to talk to you because we get, what do you think, Kate, like 80 questions a week about, a I touch. really want to hear from somebody who is homeschooling one child. Um, there's. I, there's a lot of you out there. <laughs> and so we were excited to connect with you this year and um, and have you on.
2: There is so many more of us out there than any of us realize. Like you feel like you're alone in it. And it wasn't until I started, you know, kind of doing this publicly Um that I realized how many more of us, and I say that like we're a stereotype, we're not, but it, you feel alone because it seems like the homeschooling is for mo- homeschooling multiples or larger families. It, that seems to be the normal that is, you know, pictured when you think of homeschooling. And when I started kind of doing this publicly and talking about that, you know, I homeschool only... So many more people reached out to me than I realized. I did a poll on Instagram once just out of curiosity, and it was almost 87% of my current followers at that time were homeschooling an only child. Wow. Well, and you had told us too
0: that
1: it's not necessarily that they have one child. It's some of them, some of the kids go to school they homeschool one for a certain reason that that works for their family or they have older kids that have gone away to college and so they have one at home there's different makeups too of what it looks like to be homeschooling a solo child right
2: yeah so homeschooling an only child doesn't necessarily mean you only have one child for our family that's what that means but I've had people that have told me that, you know, they have maybe kids in college and they're homeschooling a child or you could be homeschooling a grandkid. There's a lot of that situation, too, where you're just, home, you know, homeschooling the one. And either way you look at it, you're still homeschooling it only, whether it's your only child, whether it's a younger child, whether it's because the other ones are in public school and only one needs your attention at home or your you know, grandparent homeschooling. Either way, homeschooling and only is still kind of it's. It's own set of thing, I guess. I don't even really know what to call it. It's kind of its own stereotype.
0: We hear from moms who are homeschooling one child that finding alone time is really hard. Can you speak to that?
2: Hmm. Yes. (laughs) It is next to to impossible. Um, I personally am a night owl, and so that works for me because I can just stay up later. So I can kind of put her to bed and have that one, two hours that I either sometimes work or sometimes do absolutely nothing because I just need to not think. Um, But it is very difficult during the day because you are kind of it. You're the only other person in the home or in the house or wherever that is there. And most only children, in my experience and from what I've heard from others, expect you pretty much to be there for all of their needs from the time that their eyes open until they close. Um, one way around that for us has been doing educational shows at lunchtime. And that's been something that we've probably done since she was three or four. I find that that's about the time of day that I need five seconds to think or breathe or not think (laughs) or be on. (laughs) Um, so I will make her lunch and sit her in front of magic school bus, odd squad. Um, it's, you know, changed over now to some documentaries from curiosity stream as she's gotten older and it's like twenty minutes that she gets to so get screen time, and I will either do household chores, read a book, listen to a podcast. Uh, normally, I listen to you, ladies. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a great way to kind of set ourselves up for a more enjoyable afternoon. So that twenty minutes means that the afternoon will go smoother than if we had tried to power through and not take that, you know, fifteen to twenty minutes to ourselves.
1: I think that's so smart. There's such a stigma with screens and screen time and, you know, all that kind of thing. But it's like you just said by, you know, doing a show, it's like you're able to then have the afternoon go better. Like that's just such a wise use, I think, of, I don't know. I Sometimes I think we get a little too stressed out about, I mean, my kids learned a lot from PBS Kids and, Sesame Street and <laughs> all those kinds of shows.
2: <laughs> oh, I totally agree. There's been so many times, more than I can count, where Emily's spouted off something and I'm like, where did you hear that? Oh, Octonauts taught me that, or what, you know, whatever the show is. And yes, there are times that I'm like, oh, like if I post on social media, I'm like, look, please don't attack me. But this is just what works for us. And it like you just said, the payout is so much more worth that 20 minutes I mean we can skip it and then have a horrible couple of hours or we can spend that 20 minutes apart and then enjoy the rest of our afternoon so it's kind of one of those things like pick your battles and that's one where I had to say Mm -hmm. my mom's sanity is more important
1: well yeah and you had said too that you know I mean because it's the two of you it's kind of that like but I know I mean I know the dynamic of like just i have two kids but still you know like if, if you're with one child a lot and then you just sort of start like driving each other a little crazy you know um yeah, pushing and buttons. yeah yeah so i mean that's that's kind of one way where you can have like a reset and um but can you talk about that a little bit i mean is that something that happens in your house where the two of you are just like we need
0: separate corners
1: yeah we need our is that a real thing I, Oh, it is Imagine. a real thing.
2: It's a frequent real thing. Um, and in fact, there has been times when my husband comes home and he's like, is it, refer- is it a referee kind of day? <laughs> um, and the problem, it's not a problem because it's not, I mean, it's not a bad thing. But when you're homeschooling only, there's no what I like to call buffers. So you just said you have two kids, right? So if one's having a really bad day and you're having a really bad day, you kind of have that third person in that house that can be a buffer They can crack a joke or distract or go to one of the other of your corners or be a mediator if need be when it's just you and the only it is just you and while that's really really great sometimes because I mean come on one-on-one teaching and the fact that you know I can tailor everything to her specific needs I mean there's some serious pros to it so I'm not like all It's, it's all bad all the time it's definitely not But you butt heads and you're butting heads. I mean, it's a one-on-one thing. So if one of you is having a bad day, pretty much both of you are having a bad day. Um, And there are definitely times when we have to be told, you know, I'll call and say, your daughter, or she'll call, mom's being cranky today. And my (laughs) husband wants to remind us, like, "Just, just go to your separate rooms. I'll be home soon. I mean, it's not horrible. I think... I think the main thing for me, especially as we've gotten a little bit older in the homeschooling and things of, um, you know, I'm not just homeschooling, but we're getting a little older and attitudes and personalities are getting bigger um, is to remember that I'm a mom first. Like that is probably the thing I've had to remind myself the most when it's just the two of us and we're butting heads and we need to go to our separate corners is that at the end of the day. I'm a, her mom, and that math lesson really is not that important.
1: Yeah. I love that. I think we all need to remember that a lot. I have started telling people that, like, I only identify myself as a teacher so that I can get the Joanne Fabrics discount card. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a mom. I'm a mom who, like, learns with my kids. I'm not. I'm not a teacher, you know, like... I don't know.
2: So, oh my gosh, Kara, I love that. That is so. What? That's so true, because I like. I always tell people like we just live a learning lifestyle. We don't have a specific thing because we just learn right alongside her. So I love that. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The learning alongside each other. Like I feel, um, like you know, there's there's a lot of sudden homeschoolers right now out there who have just like been thrown into this and that's kind of I did a talk last week and that's kind of been what I've been trying to tell people is like you don't have to know everything you know I mean that I think that's such a misconception and this is just like a general homeschooling rant that I guess I'm going on but you know (laughs) like you don't have to know everything you just have to be willing to like figure it out together you know um Mm -hmm. These parents are so intimidated, you know, especially like with, you know, high school stuff and everything. It's like, but they're like, how do you stay ahead in, you know, organic chemistry? And my son's learning Japanese right now. How do I stay ahead in Japanese? And I'm like, I don't, I can't like, you know, I mean, it's just too much, but it's like figuring it out together.
0: Right. And they're trying to balance the like homeschool part of it and the remote learning And the remote learning, in some instances that I've heard about it, doesn't seem sustainable to have three or four kids at separate computers doing four separate things. It's just, it's hard. That's not the way we do it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No. um, Yeah, definitely not it. I've had a few friends reach out and I'm like, okay, first of all, this is not, that's not at all what our homeschool looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you say you can't keep up. I had somebody ask me when we first started Preschooling. I mean, four years ago, like, what are you going to do when she passes you? Like, she gets smarter than you. And I laughed because in certain things, even at four, she knew more than me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wasn't an animal person, and she could spell animal facts like nobody's business. And I just giggled and I was like, "What are you talking about? She's already ahead of me." I just, I mean, that's what Google and you know the internet and books. (laughs) You know, like we we just do it together. She has a question and we. Figure it out, and that's yeah. probably honestly the foundation of our homeschool is a question, and then finding the answer.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and like okay, again, so we're talking about TV, like Wild crabs. My kids knew about like I see. I don't think I knew meerkats existed until my son was <laughs> like three, and then it was like he knew everything about meerkats you know because uh, because he learned about it on Wild Kratts, and then like you know goes from there but like you said like with animal facts I mean we've all I think we've all had that experience where it's like our kid knows more than we do and we're just like following them on their little journey and being their support person and it's like oh okay you need to go get library books let's go get library books you want me to help you look that up I'll help you look that up and yeah, I mean, not right now. We can't go get library books, but we know. had
0: this happen yesterday because there was an article about, I might mess it up now, a Japanese wasp that's invading the United States or is popping up in the United States in some spots. And so my husband was sharing that. My son was like, oh, and it's in it harms the bees here. So the American bees are at risk, according to whatever article. That he was reading. And my son's like, Well, do you want to know how the Japanese bees fight it off? And then he told us this (laughs) morning about how they band together. I actually haven't fact checked this, but I'm just going to tell a story anyway. But they all climb on top of the invading Japanese wasp and they shake their wings like this so much at the same time that they burn it. It just, there's so much heat that it burns.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And I have to crazy. Google it to make sure it's right. But usually with him, we're like, oh, and then we Google it and it's right. But
2: mm-hmm. So out. that is so <laughs> Emily. I remember when she was probably five years old, we went through a McDonald's drive through and they used to, they were, were giving out these little National Geographic little stuffed animals and like a little fact card with them. And I was like, oh, you got a sea turtle. And she's like, is it a hawksbill? Which at five she said <laughs> kind of funny. So I'm like, a what? And she repeated it about five times. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden she gives me, well, it's a hawksbill. And it's called a hawksbill because it's, you know, its mouth kind of looks like a the bill of a hawk. And it eats sponges. And she's going on this long thing. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, where are you talking about, kid? Because I mean <laughs> – I'd never heard of this type of turtle before. So we're driving. We get to where we're going, which happened to be the library. We walk in, and she walks up to the counter, and she's like, I need books about the Hawksbill turtle. And, of course, the librarian takes her straight to, you know, the (laughs) book section to start helping her. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is a real thing? Like, this is for real animal that exists? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) I love it. But that's a, a
0: Japanese hornet that's invading. And bees in Japan form a ball around the invader, vibrate to produce heat, which cooks the hornet to death. To death.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> that is so interesting. And I was
0: like, oh, that's my fun fact of the day. So we were all like, oh, here my husband is sharing something he thought was interesting. And he's like, well, I can tell you what the American bees need to do.
1: <laughs> wow. But I mean, that's kind of the thing about homeschooling is that it allows our kids to go deep with those interests and things that it gives them time and space to do that you know um okay so i know you have said jessica that there are some misconceptions like i think every every makeup of of like homeschooling I mean, every makeup of families have challenges in general, but like, you know, um, like I have two kids, so they just want to do the opposite of each other sometimes, you know, like it. it every makeup of homeschool families, like they're going to have their own unique challenges. But I know you've said that one of the misconceptions is that, oh, you have one child, so it's easier. And that's not necessarily true, right?
2: <laughs> I don't, well, I obviously, I only have one, so I can't sit here and say, um, oh, you know, having two is easier than one or having five is easier. But I definitely don't think that just because you have one, um, homeschooling is easy or raising a kid is easy for that matter. Mm-hmm. I think really it's just different. It's just different. So like you just said, you have two and they want to do the opposite things. And that seems absolutely ludicrous to me because it's never <laughs> something that I've had to deal with. I mean, it's not, <laughs> I can't imagine... Trying to follow two separate interests. The thought of that makes my brain hurt. But the thought of you being the only person with your child 24-7 may make your brain hurt. I mean, I think it's just different because I am the only person she has. That means every game, every playtime, every need, every want, which I know as mothers, I mean, that's our job, right? But you, you have three or four kids. I mean, Kate, your kid's. can go play a game together, right? You don't have to play every single game they play, but I have to because it's just me. I mean, other than single-player games, but, you know, for the most part, it's just me. Every group project, every everything, it's just me and her. So it's just different. It's not harder or easier. It's just different.
1: Yeah, you said that well. Like, I didn't phrase the question as well as you said the... (laughs) As well as you, you said the answer. Yeah, that there's just, it's just different. And I mean, we're, we all have unique challenges. I mean, depend, so many factors, you know, but yeah, it's just different, I, I would think. Um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, Kate, I, that's true. Like you have three, I have two. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and the families out there that have like 10. Oh my goodness. Like we all have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. family has its unique dynamic yeah
2: yeah and i think at the end of the day we're all just tired moms it's just different kinds of tired like i would imagine a mom of 10 is physically exhausted i can't imagine running after 10 kids all day for me with one i'm not necessarily physically exhausted but i'm like mentally and emotionally drained at the end of the day because i've been on all day long it's just a different kind of mom tired
0: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) this episode is sponsored by big
1: life journal Have you ever heard your child say, I can't do anything right. I don't want to try. This is stupid. It's so hard to hear your children say these things.
0: The good news is we can help our children develop a growth mindset so that they have higher self-esteem and realize that they can achieve and learn anything. Big Life Journals makes tools to do just that. By using their guided journals and printable activities just a few minutes a day, you can help your children turn around their thinking to become, I'm going to try it even if it's difficult, I am enough, and I can do my best.
1: These illustrated journals are packed with guided activities, writing prompts, and stories. The Younger Journal also comes with a free Big Life Kids podcast ranked top of the charts on iTunes with more than 2 million downloads. Over 500,000 parents and educators trust Big Life Journal resources, so don't wait and check them out today.
0: Get the special Growth Mindset Journals or one of their popular printable kits, such as Resilience Kit or Self-Esteem Kit, and witness the positive change in your children. Head over to BigLifeJournal.com and you can use the 10% discount code HSSisters. Bulk order discounts are also available for homeschool co-ops and groups. Just email Vanessa at BigLifeJournal.com for more information.
1: And we'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes as well over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. This episode is sponsored by History Unboxed. History Unboxed is a monthly subscription service that brings hands-on history right to your front door.
0: Immerse your students in lessons that bring the cultures, peoples, and eras of human history to life. Each box contains everything you need to complete your crafts, plus pages of instructional material representing hundreds of hours of work from professional historians, artists, and educators.
1: We've both used History Unboxed for years and they have hands down the best projects and materials for helping our kids understand history.
0: Everything is so high quality and you get just what you need. Plus, you can do add-ons for siblings so everyone can create their own projects.
1: I love that. that Everybody gets to do do their own, but you can still make it affordable for your family. There are three timelines to choose from. Ancient history, the Middle Ages, and American history, which we're actually doing right now. And History Unboxed offers subscription options for kids 5 through 16+. You can even order individual boxes if you're studying something specific with your curriculum and you want to enhance it with stories, projects, recipes, and more.
0: So to learn more about History Unboxed and get started today, go to historyonbox.com. Again, that's historyonbox.com, and we'll be sure to have that over in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. So switching gears a little bit, let's talk about the S word, because I know it's something that all homeschoolers deal with. And have a question about, but I imagine it's much harder when you have an only child or a homeschooling one child because, you know, you just sit in your house all day, right? (laughs) 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 I mean, not now.
2: (laughs) Now we all do. Now we all do. (laughs) You know, I have to say, there's a part of me, and this is, I hope this isn't any bad person, there's a part of me that, like, right now wants to be smug. And kind of be like, oh, yeah, what about that socialization now? (laughs) Because as a homeschool mom of an only child, that is the first thing that anybody thinks of. That anybody thinks, well, how does she meet other kids her age? Who does she play with? And it just always kind of baffles me. um, Because I'm like, well, I mean, when I was in school, I don't know about you, but I was literally told every day, this is not where we come to socialize. It's where we come to <laughs> learn. Like right now all of a sudden, because I have my one child at home, that's the only place in the world she can be social at. Um. Anyway, sorry, I didn't. That's my little mini rant because this is probably a question that I get asked way too often. Um, socializing is not something that we have an, a hard time with. I mean, we just do some of the normal things all homeschoolers do. We are part of a nature co-op that meets. Um, every other week and we go for nature walks with them. We are at Disney probably, well, not right now, but normally, you know, twice a month. And she loves talking to the cast members. Cause for instance, at Epcot, most of the cast members are from like the country that they work in. So she always finds that so interesting to be able to carry on a conversation with them and learn about where they're from. Um, I think really, and you guys can attest to this probably, homeschoolers are probably more social than most kids because they're not limited to just being in a class with 30 people that are equal in age to them. I mean, my daughter can carry on a conversation with a two year old or a 20 year old at an equal level.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. that That's so true. Um, and, and so many of the things that come up that are, it's like, that's, <laughs> that's the last thing to worry about. Like, <laughs> I mean, it and, really. Is. and honestly, even if kids are at home a little bit more, if because they're homeschooling, like, and they're not going out from, you know, eight to three every day or whatever, if they're home a little bit more, I mean, aren't we all seeing right now that like, you can still connect with people like, uh, <laughs> there's just,
0: yeah. And, well, and
2: I, I will say it is a tiny bit more difficult right now then than it would normally be mm-hmm. um but there's things that you know we've obviously put into play to make it easier so we make sure that at least once a week she has you know a zoom play date with a friend and then I really love um out school I don't know if you guys use that Fair. or not but so she has right now she has three classes a week I signed her up for um, a lego class of herb um, wildcrafting class to go along with some of the things that we're going to be learning about the summer and then um, an animal class because she is obsessed with animals. And so she wanted to learn about cat like big cats. So those are the three classes she picked and outscore live classes. So she gets to, you know, learn about these topics while talking to the teacher and the other kids in there. And so that's something that she'll be doing three times a week plus a play date with her friend. I mean, between that, she's getting plenty of social interaction Um, We're just having to be a little more creative about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good
1: point. You brought up like the different ways that she's learning with like out school and you guys follow interests a lot. I know like what about curriculum? Is that any, I mean, I would think it wouldn't be a bigger challenge for like one kiddo, but I know you create a lot of what you do. So is that something where like you're able to sort of create things based on? her interests
2: well curriculum finding curriculum for an only child isn't difficult like you said it's it's really you know the child in front of you the only I guess downside to some things is their design like where you have like the group activities or the you know science experiment where it really would be better if you had a few more people um but I mean you can always tweak that so it's not like you there's nothing you can't use because you homeschooled only But like you said, one of the perks is unlike having two kids who have separate interests, I only have one kid and I can pretty much tailor our entire homeschool around whatever she's into. So a lot of the things um, available at the Waldock Way are things that have been what I like to call Emily driven. Um, In kindergarten, she looked at me one day with her little hands on her hips and said, wouldn't it be fun if we did Jack and Annie school? And six months later, Passport to Adventures was born, which follows Jack and Annie through the Magic Treehouse books. And that's what we did for a year, and it was a blast. Last summer, she said, Mom, I wish we could go to Hogwarts for a year. I mean, she was, like, dead Mm. set on spending a year at Hogwarts to do all their classes. It would be so fun. And so that's how Waldox, Wizards, and Wands was born, is she wanted to spend a year at Hogwarts. So I designed something to spend a year at Hogwarts. And then um, this summer, we waited to get out and do herbology. Oh, it'll be so much more fun if we can do herbology when we can actually get out. So that's why she's taking the wild crafting class on out school because we've saved the herbology portion for right now. And we're actually also going to be using um, the herbology unit that you have, Kara, to go with it. So we're going to be kind of doing <laughs> like a whole summer herbology mini unit study type thing. Um, And that's that's kind of the huge perk to homeschooling and only is I can tailor pretty much everything to her interest. And I mean, it, it's still, you know, I still have all of the same homeschooling difficulties, but I just don't have to split my time or, you know, chase after three different interests because Kate, I don't know how you do that when you have three kids diving <laughs> down holes at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Juggling. <laughs> That's good. we'll we'll make sure we link to those um that those products that you mentioned um in your shop at the show notes at the dot com and this is something that just popped into my head um so I hope it's okay to ask but you guys live kind of uh, uh, is it like a rural like you're you're not close to a lot of things so um you don't have a co op right like I, I just I. Feel like um, that's a question that comes up a lot. Like, do you need a co-op? And so, I'm curious if you have
2: one, and if not, I mean, you're obviously thriving. So, um, we tried a co-op when we first started. That was about an hour away, because, like you said, we are very rural, and it and there's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't the time and energy we were putting into it. We weren't getting enough out of it to make it worth it. Um, We weren't enjoying it enough. And it was one where the, the mom had to teach a class and it was too much investment and not enough return on the investment. And so I actually started a wild and free group in our area because there was nothing in our area. We only meet, like I said, every other week, and we literally just go on hikes together. I mean, we just walk around and talk about nature. It's nothing formal, it's nothing fancy, and I only did it because there was nothing in the area. But no, you don't need a co-op. I mean, there's if you want one, then by all means do one. But there's nothing that you need um, for your home for your only child to thrive in homeschooling really other than a love of learning. Oh, that's
1: good. Um, and that reminds me, we have a great talk with Greta Eskridge, Monpa Pa Modern. We'll link to that in the show notes where she talks about starting like a group um, for hiking and having outdoor adventures and things like that. But I, yeah, that's just that's so good because I feel like a lot of homeschool families put this pressure on themselves like to have a co-op and then they can end up in the wrong co-op. And they're kind of making themselves miserable because they're like, but we have to have a co-op, you know? And I think we have an episode about that too, don't we, Kate?
0: I think we do. I think it's
1: called Co-ops and Copywork. We'll link to it in the show notes.
0: I, well, I quit a co-op. Yeah. yeah. No shame that's, in the team.
2: That's why we quit. We, I mean, it was an hour and 15 minute drive one way for a two hour class or, you know, two hours worth of co-op and then an hour and 15 minute drive back. And it was, neither of us were happy And it was just kind of like we, it was our kindergarten year and I started it, of course, because like you said, I felt like all these people were asking about socialization for a reason. I'm homeschooling and only, I need a co-op. They, they must know something I don't know. Yeah. But here's the secret. They don't, they don't know anything you don't know. You don't need it. You know your kid best. And if your only child is good at home with just you and no outside activities, it's okay. And you really shouldn't let other people pressure you into doing things that you don't want to do.
1: Oh yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff for every family. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say that being in a like the wrong co-op is way worse than just not having a co-op at all. Like if you're, if you're so worried about it, you know, like, Oh, I have to have a co-op. I have to have a co-op and then be in the wrong one. Like, Oh, it's the worst, the absolute worst. So, um, okay, so we're, we're, if we can jump back for a minute, we were talking about all your cool products you have. You have so many cool products in your shop and yes. we'll be sure to link to that. And you just had a new one come out, right?
2: Yes, we just released traveling the park because um, my dad is actually where was where it, the trip is obviously up in the air at this point. but he was supposed to be going to some of the um, him and his wife to some national parks this summer, like four or five they had a big trip planned. And so Emily, of course, was interested, like, where is he going? What's he going to be doing? And so we decided to learn about them. And so Traveling the Parks Tour 60 of America's National Parks, um, and the curriculum has virtual video tours with really awesome QR codes, so you just scan it and watch it, a travel journal for kids. Um there's a little bit of math worked into it with, you know, how much does it cost to travel to that park? And how many days are you going to need to rent a vehicle? And it's probably, and I might just be saying this, because it's the newest one, but it's probably one of my favorite creations.
0: Oh, I love that.
2: You are, you're so good at this. Like, I I just, I've been
1: so impressed with everything that you've made. Like, you're just, you're you're just really like that's a gifting for you like you're just really really good at it and i know you also work incredibly hard at it it's not like when i say it's a gifting like oh it just falls in your lap like you work your butt off <laughs> but <laughs> but you're it's you're really really good at it and i just want to make it clear your products are not just for families with one kiddo like, like no, everybody And they're
2: not just for yeah. little kids either because i know mm-hmm. a lot of it's like oh well they must just be for elementary the um The really great thing is most of them are unit study, like Mm -hmm. style. They're unit study based, which means that they can be really great for large families. Because if you have multiple ages, if you're teaching from four to 14, unit studies are a perfect way to include everybody. So most of what I create is great, whether you have one kid or 10 kids, and it's great from littles to bigs.
0: Okay, so before we go, what other tips can you share with moms and dads who are homeschooling and only right now?
2: Well, I think the biggest one is to remember at the end of the day that you're a teacher second, that you're their parent first, um, and put those needs before the academic needs of your child. Uh, you, you know, if and the perk of that is you're homeschooling so you know if they're having a bad day, it's because maybe they didn't have enough sleep. Or if you're having a bad day, maybe it's because, you know, you're not at your best. Um, And, you know, unlike public school where the teacher's like, oh, they're just not themselves today. So I think that's probably my biggest tip is to um, remember that, you know, you are their parent first, their teacher second. Um, Try to remember to homeschool the kid in front of you and not, you know, somebody else's kid. Uh, And because you're homeschooling and only you have the ability to literally tailor everything to that specific child that's standing in front of you. So homeschool the kid in front of you and not your neighbor's kid or your friend's kid. Um, And my very, very last tip is seriously to trust your instincts and your gut. Don't listen to, you know, people that tell you that, oh, you shouldn't homeschool only because it's going to hurt them socially or, or whatever other people have to say. And that's not just for only, that's for everybody. You are their parent. You know what's best for them. Just listen to your gut and not the people surrounding you.
1: That is, like you said, good advice for everybody. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. So smart. Um, okay. Well, before we go, Jessica, is there something that's bringing you joy right now?
2: Uh right now, what is bringing me joy is nightly golf cart rides. It's kind of the only time of day oh. that we are getting out and about, and we live very rurally, but in a community of people there's like a golf course a mile from us so it's funny because there's tons of golf carts out we're all driving like waving at each other as we (laughs) drive by. but pretty much every night when my husband comes home from work we go on like a family golf cart ride to kind of end the day since we can't go anywhere and we can't do a whole lot it's silly and it's small but I really look forward to it every day oh I love that that sounds
0: like perfection
2: I want a golf cart
1: (laughs) we we do actually we have a golf course really close to here but none of us golf but you know we don't
0: don't (laughs) go you get your golf cart you just drive it around i'm gonna i can see you kara
1: do you think i could just go carjack a golf cart
0: you could use it when you fight the zombies
1: there you go there you go kate what about you what's bringing you joy right now
0: um (laughs) poor kate (laughs) not a lot no i'm just kidding (laughs) I'm only a little bit kidding. So my daughter saved up her money and has had her eyes on this. It's not really, they keep telling me it's not technically a Winnebago, but there's a great Kenny song that I love that nobody appreciates called Winnebago. So I've been singing it. She bought a a Winnebago for Linda. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hilarious. And right now they're charting, like they're making maps and then they're going to make them look like old pirate maps of where Linda's going to f- fly because now it's like a spaceship Winnebago to explore unknown territories. And I can't wait to see it and I hope they get along with it all day because okay. I'm not feeling 100%.
1: <laughs> and we need to explain that Linda is your fourth child.
0: My filthy fourth child. Your
1: filthy- and she has an Instagram account. <laughs> so I'm locked out of it. <laughs> but Linda is... Uh, not an American girl doll, but like an American girl style doll who has just been a part of your family for.
0: She's a discontinued Melissa and Doug.
1: And she's, she's not just uh, what I find, um, really sweet about Linda is she's not just like your daughter. She's like your kids is like dirty little fourth (laughs) step.
0: They really do. Of all the toys in this house, they share her. They
1: take her on adventures and she's just a really big part of your life.
0: Yeah, and she's had a resurgence since coronavirus, and that's like a silver lining. Because it's not really cool to hang out with Linda in public. You have to have strong sense of self (laughs) to stand beside Linda in public and be like, "Yeah, (laughs) this is Linda." I've had to stick up on more than one occasion. There's a there's a kind of odd duck that works at our Staples that has made some comments, and I have to be like, "Obviously, that's Linda." (laughs) And she's my fourth child, because she just, you know, talking about no filter. This lady has no filter. She's like, how old is that doll? I'll be like, this is Linda. She's been with us (laughs) for quite a while. And this is her new outfit, and doesn't she look awesome? (laughs) So there. (laughs) But yeah, Linda has a Winnebago, so I just foresee so many adventures.
2: Linda slept in it last
0: night. She also has a picnic. Set that came with it, it was a suggested purchase <laughs> and little baguettes. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, so, yeah,
1: oh my goodness! I'm
0: sure she'll be on the gram. You should,
2: mm-hmm. you should tell them to write books. Linda's magical flying Winnebago adventures. Yes,
0: Linda had a book series for a while. That was a, I have them in the attic, saved in a memory box. Linda, Linda goes to. Africa, I think I forget where at least she had a whole bunch. <laughs> she's really i'm I'm just uh, glad she's still around and kicking. I think I'll be sad. I'll be like the weird old lady that has this creepy doll <laughs> <they're> all, like,
1: <laughs> forgotten about her.
0: she's our velveteen rabbit,
1: oh, yeah, yeah,, yep. so mm-hmm. what
0: about you, Kara?
1: Um, okay, so uh, the thing is. In the pandemic, I feel like a lot of us have been like realizing or returning to our vices, you know, and my vice is vanilla Coke um, or regular Coke, but I Coca-Cola. I need to clarify that. Um, but so... The store didn't have vanilla Coke because we're in a pandemic and, you know, it's, like, not really a necessary thing. So my daughter, a little genius, she, like, opened a Coke and put, like, a little bit of vanilla e- extract in it. And I was, like, and it's even better. It's even better. Like, especially if you buy, like, the really good vanilla extract. Um, But that was going to be my thing. But then, you guys, the entire time we've been podcasting, you know this, there's, like, turkeys outside. And normally <laughs> – you know well, well, you two know this. Um, the the turkeys. We have to go on our walks and like visit the turkeys. But the turkeys came to see us today. It's been, it's been very lovely, even though it's raining. It's because
0: nature's taking it back.
1: Yeah. Well, seriously, they. You can tell, like, when we go to visit where they hang out, you can tell they're plotting something. So, it's only a matter of time before the turkeys take over this neighborhood. But, uh, you know. I don't know. They seem they seem it's there's just three of them now. So I think we're good. Anyway, anyway, Um, Jessica, I know people are going to want to connect with you more. So can you tell everybody where to find you? Um,
2: so the, you can find me online at thewaldockway.com and you can find me on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Pretty much everywhere is just the Waldock way.
1: Okay, awesome. And we'll link to all those places over at the show notes at the homeschool sisters.com. and thank you jessica for being with us this has been awesome and we really appreciate it
0: thank you so much thank all you.
1: right
2: thank
0: you guys so much for having
2: me